today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Trevor Zegras getting sent down to the San Diego Goals and celebrating 300 on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everybody? It is a Tuesday afternoon. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's the Odyssey app. All right. Thanks so much for joining. We have a couple of items to get to. One big item that we'll get to momentarily. A reminder to please follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and most of all, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. All right, let's get right into it. Trevor Zegris getting sent down to the San Diego Goals. And I think I called this uh, myself and John Broadbent from Defend the Nest. We implied that this might happen and there was some rumor that maybe this could happen. Maybe. Well, guess what? It actually did happen. Uh, so the, the reason for the rumors was because there was talk about having him go down to San Diego because this kind of had been talked about a little bit that maybe he could help him out with the center position. And also, the injuries are mounting a lot for the Ducks, so maybe that's why they haven't done this sooner. But also, and another big reason, is contract control. So we'll get to that in a second. First, here is the quote that the Ducks put out when it happened. And this is a direct quote from GM Bob Murray, quote, our goal was to help Trevor transition more smoothly into the NHL. So we started him out on the wing. He's ahead of our scheduled progression. And as a result, we are moving him to center ice effective immediately. He will need some experience in the AHL first, but our expectation is that he will be back with us in the near future and play center for the Ducks for years to come, end quote. So a couple of things to take away. First, Trevor Zegers has not played center since his days at Boston University. In fact, he was the consistent center at BU for a number of months before COVID shut down the season. He was the primary center during the Beanpot. He was the primary center pretty much through that run that Boston University had before COVID shut everything down. If you recall from last March, BU was on their way to the Frozen Four tournament. They were one of the 16 teams that were very likely to play. And then everything happened. So you kind of look at Zegers' play since then. Since then, he's done a lot of work on the wing. I mean, yes, he's had a lot of skating down here in Orange County. He he skated down here at Great Park Ice. He skated in a couple other facilities around Orange County. But he's been at wing. When he played at juniors, he played at wing. Yeah, remember that? WJC's all of four months ago. That's where he was at his best at the WJC's, was in that wink position. And look where it got him. Tournament MVP, gold medal. So the Ducks figure, okay, he's done so well at wing during these juniors. Let's bring him up as a wing. So they did that. I mean, the question was kind of begged, why not bring him up at center immediately? Part of that has to do with the world juniors is he was kind of groomed to be that pristine wingman on the juniors and to get them the gold medal. That was the significant change that Team USA did. And at the time, that was the absolute right move. Because him moving to wing at the time really boosted his confidence as evidenced by the gold medal he has hanging in his apartment next to Jamie Drysdale. 
So I look at that. Then he comes to the Ducks. And he's already comfortable enough playing wing. So he remains at wing. And honestly, him as a wing in San Diego was so good. You saw the blistering start he had with the goals. Five points in two games. He was good enough to be the player of the week. Opening week of the American Hockey League. Remember that, folks? Remember when he was the player of the week right away? And everyone was like, oh my god, five points in two games. And then he kept going and going and going. And then he got called up. Oh, and then that's when everything started to happen. His confidence was growing so much in San Diego before he got the call up. And then what happened after that is well documented. The healthy scratches, him getting benched for long periods of time, him making one little mistake and getting benched for about 15 to 20 minutes. That isn't right. Not for a 19-year-old kid that is trying to find his way in the National Hockey League, and he wasn't in a position to succeed. Now he's in a position to succeed, but more for the long term, because that was his natural his natural place before WJCs. That's where he was. And there are a couple of very obvious reasons why the Ducks are doing this now. Uh, like the reason I said, put him back in the position he was before the World Juniors. Put him back where he was when he played in juniors, back when he was 15, 16 years old. Put him back where he was at age 18 year with Boston. That's where his position should be. And this is really kind of a transitional thing. Think about this. There's a center for the Ducks right now that is not going to be there or might not be there for long. I'm talking about Ryan Getzloff. Again, he's 35 years old. He's in the last year of his contract we still don't know if he's going to stick around as a duck even through the trade deadline because there are rumors swirling all around that Getzloff could be traded. I've heard a ton of them. He could be going to Canada. He could be going to the East. He could be going to Pittsburgh. There are rumors upon rumors as far as Ryan Getzloff. So you need a center to replace him. You need a franchise center to replace him in the future. If you can have Zegris at center replacing Getzloff for the next six years, that would not be the worst thing at all. The Ducks already have plenty of wings. Also, also, keep this in mind. One of those wings could be traded. I'm, of course, talking about Ricard Raquel. There's plenty of rumors swirling around that as well. So maybe, maybe wing isn't the best place it could be, but realistically, you want him at center. That's what you really want. As far as the money thing, I'll talk about that more after the first intermission. But let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Family owned and operated for over two decades, rockauto.com has the parts for you. You could go to their website and they have a very easy interface to use. Any make or model, they have the parts for you. So why spend full price on the parts when you could spend maybe less than half, and have them shipped right to your door. Go to rockauto.com in the box where it says, how'd you hear about us? Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you so they know we sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. And coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk a little bit about the money situation and a little bit more about that. Stay locked in.
Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the Locker Room app on the iOS store and join me. I'm going to do it on Thursday this week. So Thursday, I was going to do it on Wednesday, but some other changes have taken place with soccer. Um, No secret that I work for the major arena soccer league and we were going to have games this coming weekend but those have been pushed back to the following weekend so i got some free time this week so i'm thinking either thursday or friday i'll confirm that by the end of today or rather tomorrow morning and for wednesday's podcast i'll let you all know when my next locker room will be so keep an eye out for that all right so i want to talk about money a little bit because this has a little bit to do with it as you guys may or may not be aware, the Ducks are in a cap pinch in that they have no cap space at all. None. I mean, you go to the cap-friendly website, you know how much projected cap space they have? Uh, that would be zero. The projected cap hit, as of right now, is $84,998,253. They're only $1,750 away from that $85 million. So that 17 or that 1,700 could be saved anyway. Putting down Trevor Zegras now would help that because that means Zegras's NHL contract would then be prorated and he wouldn't be getting paid the full amount of his contract, which is $925,000. He would not be getting that. That is prorated and prorated even further every game that he does not play in the National Hockey League. So that would save them about maybe 10000 or so a game every time he's not there. So that's fine. The same could be said for everyone else on those ELCs or the longer-term contracts. I mean, look who's on the LTIR right now. You have Carter Rowney, who's still long-term injured. Hampus Lindholm, he's on long-term injured reserve. That provides some cap space relief because Lindholm's making five and a quarter million per season but Lindholm could still be out for a few days. We don't know when he's coming back. So now you think about this. Sonny Milano, he could come back. Ricard Raquel could be back soon, so could Sam Steele. So there's a lot of maneuvering around as far as contracts go. Trevor Zegers going down wouldn't be the worst thing monetarily, but when you have some of the other lower contracts playing, like Lundestrom, like Max Jones, like Max Comtois, like Alexander Volkov, like Jamie Drysdale, like Yanni Hockenpah, what do they all have in common? They're going to make less money this season than Trevor Zegers would. Yeah, you have six players that I just mentioned that are making as much or less than Trevor Zegers. So yeah, GM Bob Murray is absolutely thinking about that. Or as you guys say derisively, yes, this is bargain Bob at it again. But you also have to keep in mind that he's still paying Corey Perry $6 million this season. Luckily, it goes down to $2 million after this year. So he'll be saving $4.6 million after this year. David Backus, he's going to be an UFA after this season. That's $2.6 million saved right there. Hampus Lindholm, $5 million. He's not going to get paid all that this year. Look at the other UFAs. Carter Rowney, that's going to go away pretty soon. Ryan Getzloff, he's not going to get paid eight and a quarter million after this season. Let's face it, he's turning 36 next year. He's not going to get that kind of money. So as far as Zegris goes, that's it. But one other reason that we have mentioned, the accrued season. 
Zegris can only play 10 more games this season, and that's it. So here's the other question. Why play him in San Diego now as opposed to later? The fans. Do you want to have Trevor Zegris not playing Anaheim in front of the fans? I'm talking about the fact that the Ponda is going to have fans coming back in a couple of weeks. So think about that too. You're going to have him come back against Vegas and against the Kings. So his last 10 games, he'd have four on the road, St. Louis, Minnesota. He'd have the one in May against the Kings. And then you'd have five games after that. Kings, 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 Vegas, Kings. The latest, or rather the earliest he could come back without getting the accrued season would be April 20th at Staples Center. That's the earliest that Zegris could come back. Guess what's happening by then? Fans will be back in the building. So Zegris should be playing that game on April 24th, on April 30th, and May 1st. That's when I expect Zegers to come back. In fact, I'm going to pencil that in right now. April 20th. That's going to be when Trevor Zegers returns to the Ducks. I'm going to place my bets on that and see if that works. And speaking of placing your bets, betonline.ag is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have every sport including, well, not so much the NCAAs anymore because that ended yesterday. And boy, what a beatdown Baylor put on Gonzaga. I know I was still stunned about Gonzaga and UCLA last time on yesterday's show. I still can't believe it. Hey, UCLA had a good run. But Gonzaga not having the perfect season. And you know where you could have bet on Baylor? BetOnline.ag. Use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, for example, if you deposited 200 bucks, you'd get an extra 100 right into your account. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up after the break, we're going to be celebrating a milestone. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or TLOPN. All right, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and a bit of a personal milestone for this very show. On the Megaphone website, it says 307 or 308 or something, but officially, this is show number 300 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Made it to 300 episodes not counting some of the bonus episodes we've had, like our Christmas Eve episodes, where myself and this year Sarah Amapato re-recited the night before Christmas hockey style. Well, those were bonus episodes. This is official show number 300 of Locked on Ducks, and I've got plenty of people to thank. But first, let's hear what some of the other hosts had to say about this milestone. Uh, here's Laura Saba from Locked on Habs. Hey, JD, congrats on 300 episodes. I will never, ever, ever, ever forgive you for making me quack, quack, quack at the end of the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. But I just want to say I appreciate you letting me 
join the games, the trivia games, and basically kick everyone's butt, but Kyle's, I hope he's not listening to this. Uh, Thank you so much for all the laughs and the fun, and congrats again on 300 episodes. (laughs) I will never, ever apologize for making you quack at the end of that show. Thanks so much for that. And I got a couple other hosts that wanted to chime in on the accomplishment. First off, I used to call her my frenemy. She's become a very good friend of mine. It is Sarah Avampado. Uh, I'll let Sarah take it away. What do you have to say, Sarah? Hey, this is Sarah from Locked on Kings. It's been brought to my attention that this is the 300th episode of Locked on Ducks, which has got to be quite an achievement considering that I just assumed that doing a duck show means having an existential crisis on a nightly basis about how John Gibson's life is being wasted or something. Anyway, I can't imagine talking about Ryan Getzloff for 300 actual episodes of a podcast, so I suppose some congratulations are in order to Jason and also to you, the listeners, for persevering through, you know, all of that. My deepest condolences to all of you. Anyway, once Locked on Kings hits 300 episodes, I'm going to be requesting the services of Trevor Zegers like for eternity, so just be prepared for that, I guess. No, but seriously, congratulations on 300 episodes. I am proud to call Jason not just a colleague here at Locked on, but also a friend, and I can't wait until I can cash in on that Pachanga Arena poutine that he owes me. Here is to 300 more episodes of Locked on Ducks. Quack. Quack. Oh my god. (laughs) Thanks so much for that, I guess. Yeah. I I like the sincerity at the end there. So, yeah, Sarah Avampato, we've known each other for a while, and obviously we've hung out. The last time we actually got to hang out was around the All-Star break. Yeah, it was the AHL All-Star game last year. That's where we hung out a lot. And now I have one more guest that wanted to drop on by And it's my good friend, DC. DC Lundberg here from Locked on Mariners, a show devoted entirely to maritime tales. Jason, congratulations on making it to 300 episodes. Who would have thunk a show about duck hunting on a hockey channel of a sports network? It doesn't make any sense, yet you're still here somehow. Although I think most of your listens have come from foreign governments who use your program as a method of sleep deprivation for apprehended espionage agents. I think it's absolutely amazing that you've been doing this for as long as you have, yet still have managed to be less popular than Life with Lucy. And J.D., We've known each other for years. I know you're a baseball guy at heart. You bleed Dodger blue, which you really ought to have looked at. It's supposed to be red. But seriously, I think it's great that a baseball guy can host a hockey program convincingly enough to make people think he knows what the hell he's talking about. Great job on getting to 300 episodes, my man. Here's hoping you make it to 301. Cheers. Oh, shoot. Thanks to DC from Locked on Mariners. Okay, first off, yes, I do believe Dodger Blue. Hey, there are plenty, plenty of Ducks Dodgers people. There's a lot of them out there. Yes, I know I should bleed red. And yes, there are some saying, well, you cover the Ducks. You should cover the Angels or at least like the Angels because you cover them. No, okay. I like the Angels. I love Mike Trout. I've always said he is worth the price of admission. I will never not say that. Otani is getting up there. Otani is also worth the price of admission. Having him stare down the pitcher against the Astros, that was everything. I freaking loved that. So thanks once again to DC Lundsberg from Locked on Mariners. 
And thanks to all the hosts for their very kind words. It is greatly appreciated. And I also would be remiss if I didn't thank uh, David Locke from the Locked On Network. He is the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network. He's also the host of Locked On Jazz. Mr. Locke, thank you for having me come on. Thanks for taking a chance on me. And I really, really am appreciative of everything. You've been very kind. And I can't wait till this whole pandemic is over. We could have a drink together. Also want to thank Sean Woodley, who is the channel coordinator for the National Hockey League portion of the Locked On Podcast Network. Sean has been awesome the whole way. He's been incredible from day one. So I want to thank Sean personally for that. And also want to personally thank Taylor Blake Ward, who is the former host of Locked On Anaheim Angels. I still call them the Anaheim Angels. I'm old school like that. If I was really old school, I'd say California Angels, but that's beside the point. I want to thank Taylor for his continued support, his friendship. Uh, he was the one that brought me onto this network in the first place, uh, mainly because I did help him out with Locked On Angels when he was traveling last year and also helped him when he was going through some health stuff. So, Taylor, I just wanted to say thank you so much for bringing me on. That is all greatly appreciated. I want to thank all the listeners out there. Actually, I want to thank the other Locked On hosts first. All the other hosts that have come on for crossovers, for Locked On Jeopardy, they've all been incredible. Uh, We've really formed an amazing friendship, and it is truly beyond words. So I want to thank the other Locked On hosts. And last, but certainly not least, I want to thank you, the listeners, for supporting me and the listeners for sticking around for 300 episodes. I hope you all stick around for 300 more. You know, I hope I hear some congratulations from some of the loyal fans that have listened since the start of the season and all of you that have listened on the Locker Room app. I hope to hear from some of you guys later on this week. So once again, thanks all around to everyone involved. So yeah, there you go. All right, we're going to end on that nice note. Reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard, including Smoke Signal, not really. Ham Radio, not really. Morse Code, maybe. Rotary Telephone, those still exist? Yeah, yeah, those still exist. For those of us that are over 40 years old, I'm not over 40 years old, but my grandpa. So just a little personal, my grandpa, a big sports fan. He had a rotary phone for the longest time. I learned how to use it at age four, and it annoyed the hell out of people when I would dial random numbers on the rotary phone. Yeah, I think uh, my grandpa and my parents probably didn't appreciate that too much when I'd make random phone calls to the 853-1212 number. For those of you that remember that, if you dialed that number, it will tell you the time of day and all that stuff. Yeah, I used to be really, really bad about that. But anyway, so I want to thank everyone that's been in my life that's been involved in sports my grandpa he would drive me to events he would drive me to basketball camp back in the day when I met Bill Walton he'd drive me to like baseball events my mom would drive me to the forum yeah we're talking way back when she would drive me to the forum she'd drive me to the Honda Center I saw a lot of sports when I was a kid and I have her to thank for that hey we went to a lot of Dodgers games a lot of Angels games went to the forum a bunch saw the Kings and Lakers, and went to the Ponda, got to see the Mighty Ducks when they were starting out. Yeah, those were all 
just fun days. And I want to thank everyone in my life that's helped me get to where I am now. So thanks for that. Also, follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me on the Locker Room app at LockedOnDucks. And don't forget to check out Locked On Fantasy NHL. Be a waiver wire winner by logging on to Locked On Fantasy NHL. Check them out. All right. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Thank you all once again. Please be kind to one another and Ducks fly together. Oh,